This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It's Thursday, January 30th, and you are listening to the College Football Daily a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news. My name is Connor Tapp, and today we've got a good old-fashioned news rundown for you, catching up on some items that have been out there a day or two while we at 24-7 Sports have been focused on the final rankings released for the class of 2020. Let's start things off with Indiana's on-again, off-again starting quarterback Peyton Ramsey entering the transfer portal earlier this week. Ramsey has had a big hand in the resurgence of Indiana football under Tom Allen. Remember, they came so close to winning nine games that they didn't blow it against Tennessee in the bowl game. But as 2019 wore on, it became increasingly clear that Michael Penix was the quarterback of the future for the Hoosiers. Injury kept Penix on the sideline down the stretch, however, giving Ramsey one last ride under center. So with Penix coming back healthy in 2020, it makes some sense to see Ramsey moving on as a grad transfer. Longtime Trevor Lawrence understudy Chase Bryce is also in the transfer portal, and according to Anna Hickey of Clemson 24-7, the rising redshirt junior will be visiting Duke this weekend, which I guess means you should go ahead and start placing bets on Bryce eventually being taken with a top 10 overall pick by some sucker in the 2021 NFL Draft. The fact that Clemson blows out so many of their ACC opponents means that Bryce has seen plenty of action over the past two seasons. But with number two overall prospect in the class of 2020, DJ Ui Angalale, already enrolled and set to practice with the Tigers this spring, Bryce's days as Clemson's second-best quarterback were clearly numbered. In 2019, Duke was dead last in a horrific ACC in yards per pass on offense, so the Blue Devils could certainly use someone just like Chase Bryce. Bryce's time in Death Valley will probably be best remembered by the historians for that time that he handed the ball off a bunch to Travis Etienne in that game against Syracuse where Trevor Lawrence got injured the same week Kelly Bryant entered the transfer portal. Speaking of Trevor Lawrence and those Clemson Tigers, we've got a fresh set of 2020 Heisman odds courtesy of Superbook USA. And wouldn't you know it, the Tigers' long-haired signal caller is right at the top of the pile alongside Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields with 4-1 to odds or translated into implied probability for normal people who don't speak gambling, a chance of about 20%. Lawrence was, of course, a favorite headed into 2019 as well, but given Clemson's schedule, he needed to be perfect from week one, and after seven weeks, he was leading the ACC in interceptions thrown with seven. Spencer Rattler, who has thrown 11 career passes, gets the third best odds here, presumably on the strength of that Lincoln-Riley bump. Right behind him are Sam Ellinger and new Georgia quarterback Jamie Newman. After that, you've got returning superstar running backs Travis Etienne and Chuba Hubbard. 
And the names below theirs, honestly, start to feel like a bunch of random guessing. But if you're looking for a high-risk, high-reward name on this list, it might be worth taking a flyer on Sam Howell at 60-1. to Howell broke the freshman touchdown record last year, and he has two 1,000-yard, 10-touchdown receivers coming back next year in De'Ami Brown and Daz Newsom. UNC's offense as a whole has more returning production than any other Power 5 team, and being in that middling ACC coastal, there's always the potential for the Tar Heels to make a run at winning their division. And more importantly than anything else, Howell just plays with that Baker Mayfield-esque sizzle and... Yes, UNC had a good season in year one under Mac Brown, finishing seven and six, but they were just under the radar enough that lately it feels like you want to have this upward trajectory with the, with the Heisman winner where each new season feels like it was better than the last. So even though he had his record-setting freshman season, I think as the team UNC gets better, it could help elevate Sam Howell into more of a realistic Heisman conversation. We'll know pretty soon whether Howell has any staying power in the Heisman race, though, because UNC opens with a pair of really tough non-conference games. They're at UCF and then against Auburn at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, which could either be Heisman showcase moments for Howell or put him effectively out of the running before we're even halfway through September. When UNC does travel to UCF on September 3rd, it's still not clear in what capacity star quarterback Mackenzie Milton will be with the Knights team. Milton suffered a grisly leg injury during the Knights' 2018 regular season finale that caused him to miss the streak-ending bowl game against LSU, which, if you remember, was kind of the launching point for Joe Burrow 2.0, and also the entire 2019 season and possibly all of or part of 2020. But Milton did get some good news this week when he had a checkup with doctors and was cleared to move into a brace that allows him to run and jump for the first time since his injury. Our last story today strikes a somber note as two construction workers involved in Alabama's $106 million renovation of Bryant-Denny Stadium were seriously injured in an accident over the weekend in which two beams fell on the man lift the two men were operating. Information about the nature of the worker's injury is not publicly available, but a local news station reported that they were hearing from other construction workers at the site that one of the men may be paralyzed and the other may have suffered some severe head trauma. So thoughts with those two men and their families. Construction resumed on Monday, albeit at a slower pace than before. The Occupational Health and Safety Administration is investigating the incident but does not have the authority to halt construction in the absence of a court order. That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, please express your support by leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. For Trey Scott and our producer, Tani Levitt, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you on Friday for an episode of the College Football Daily that's going to be so good. We originally had it scheduled for Thursday, but we wanted to take our time with it and make it just right for you guys. So it's coming out on Friday instead. So we'll see you then.